Cougs house. All right. So the Houston Cougar defense is also going through their own transfer portal journey of sorts. And it's going a little bit differently than advertised. Let's get to it. You are locked on Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach Parker Andrews, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater can't step by, please be sure to hit subscribe down below. That way you can get the latest on the Cougs in your newsfeed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. Uh, welcome back to the YouTube channel every day or oh, we're happy to see you again. I remember we're at about, uh, we're approaching 1,050 subscribers. We're doing our next giveaway at 1250. We're doing one of these every 250 subscribers and the big mile markers, the thousands or whatever, those are going to be a little bigger deal. So to be entering the giveaway, we have to A, get there. So hit subscribe down below and B, be commenting and liking on the video. Now, if you're more of an offensive guy and I might be one of those myself, gasp um if you're more of an offensive guy and today's defensive talk is just too much for you and you're like i i don't know want to talk about any of this in the comments tell me with your cereal do you go cereal first or milk first one of these answers is wrong all right so i have to get into a couple things on uh the defensive roster turning over and how houston has used the transfer portal to effectively do good things to the defense. Um, obviously, Houston's defense last year had moments where it looked really good, like East Carolina. Moments where it looked like, you know, I, Kansas was doing very well at the time when Kansas did their things to it. Um, I think that it also, though, had times where it left us all like, were they even there? Like when they gave up 77 points um, to SMU, right? So, like, we have to talk some about them. I want to talk some of the first bit about what is happening with that roster. <laughs> Um, like, so key departures via NFL draft key departure. The defensive game of 77 guys has several people in the NFL draft. Trust me. Um, and key departures are, are just mentioning the departures into the transfer portal. In the second segment, I talk about the guys that Houston already has in, because unlike yesterday's show, yesterday, every day, you remember yesterday we did this kind of system with the offensive line. Unlike yesterday's show, uh, they've already brought in a decent amount of guys in the transfer portal to kind of replace some of these holes. And then that third segment, I'm going to do a look at who is left in the transfer portal to bring in some guys because they don't quite need as many people because they already got some. We just didn't have the spring game to get to break those guys down on tape. So let's look at the roster first. Um, in total, right, in spring football practice, they had 10 linebackers, 16 D linemen, 16 DBs. Last year in the fall, they had 13 linebackers, 20 defensive linemen, 21 DBs. Now, that's actually not that crazy far off of one another. When you factor in there are a bunch of high school recruits that are coming and kind of fill in some of the just raw base number of practice guys, if they're not impact freshmen, um, as early as June, right? They just got to finish out their senior of high school. But it's also... Um, clearly they have room to grow. They have room to plug some holes in. Even all of the recruited kids at a high school coming in would not fill in all of those spots. Um, the most notable loss in the whole bit here is Derek Parrish. It's hard to really think about that because of how much of last season he missed injured, right? Um, 
But for what it's worth, I believe it was through the end of the regular season, he still led the team in tackles for loss after only playing the first couple of first few games, right? I mean, Derek Parrish was an impact defensive player and frankly had as impressive a pro day as you'll see across all of college football with an incredibly, I mean, like his shuttle time was faster than mo- almost every wide receiver at the combine. Um, he created a vertical jump, broad jump. He played tight end, fullback, and D-line. I mean, he is truly a pro's pro trying to find a spot at kind of an awkward he's not quite a big big guy but also he has like his best attributes are his strength he's not like a little nimble guy either so you know he's figuring that out anyway i hope Derek Parrish gets drafted and when he is following the draft we'd probably do something on him because he's a kook for life but also like embodies a lot of the positives of this program um he's not the only guy though uh, donovan mooton right linebacker kind of a vocal leader on the defense last year is heading to the NFL draft. Uh, Elias Bell and DeAnthony Jones, um, both of those guys, I don't mean to mention them completely in tandem. That almost feels like I'm selling them short. But as a pair of pass rushers after Derek Parrish's uh, injury, they had some of the highest PFF grades as a duo across the country. And obviously they had guys spelling them like Nelson Caesar and stuff like that. But they, all, for what it's worth, like they were very talented um, did very well in American Athletic Conference play. Um, I'd be interested to see what position NFL teams look at D'Anthony Jones as. Um, he's kind of a, a tweener, three technique, five technique, nine technique to my to me. Like I see him playing a little bit of both, or all, a little bit of all three, I should say. Um, Elias Bell, I see more as the three technique, five technique kind of guy, maybe a head up four, four eye. If you're not into football terminology, the higher the number, the farther you're moving away from the center is the simplest way I can think to put that. So like a zero is head up nose tackle, right? A three is like a defensive guy, defensive lineman that lines up on the shade of the guard. Um, a four will be head up on the tackle five, just outside the tackle nine, like the wide Von Miller style pass rush. Guy. The, the further out, right? Further you go. Um, so I would think that Elias Bell is kind of in that four, four, five maybe even a three type position um as far as where he lines up on the defensive line so gets called more like a defensive tackle a lot of times um but d'anthony jones i really i could see him playing a lot of different spots and it just kind of depends where he settles and what kind of defense they run um we also lost some guys in the back half uh javarius owens was a combine guy looks like he he may be a late run draft pick jace rogers art green and dabba Moniki are all into the draft and not and I think they've each got highlight tapes that would put them in the NFL. As far as game tapes go, it's going to depend on what games people focus on. I do think, though, um, there were flashes from each one of them that are encouraging to me. I think that if you were to tell me two of those three guys are in the pros for a handful of years, it would not surprise me. Um, I, I, I don't know how to tell you which one to pick. Um, with that said, though, Houston also lost. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six guys, six guys in the transfer portal. And while we want to bid adieu to the guys that are going to the NFL, the transfer portal guys almost felt like they were worried about minutes or worried about snaps, I should say. Um, one of which, one of which is an interesting thing to see. Manny Nunnery is transferred uh, out of University of Houston and notably transferred to Florida. Um, he really was kind of a rotational linebacker at Houston. Um, and then as a redshirt freshman, he was a special teams guy. Um, but he's looking like he's going to go play safety at Florida. And so 
to be fair, he was a, a three-star DB out of high school. I guess he played a lot of positions in high school. He's a high school football. He's a D1 athlete. Um, but I, I'm i intrigued by that. And I almost, first of all, all, all these guys always wish him the best because there's no point not. And B, um, I'm interested to see how that works for him because I, I kind of thought as a coverage linebacker, he was kind of in a good spot to play eventually at Houston. And so that he's going to go be more of a, what I assume is a box safety. So the difference being, he's not like a deep center field type safety. Um, I'll be interested to see how that goes for him and best of luck. Uh, again, no hard feelings. I just, I thought he had a good position here. If he just continued to grow into it, the latest and oddest, uh, latest of the oddest is Abdul Latifadu. Um, he's a DB was a Juco guy. Originally he did just start one game last year. It played, a good chunk of snaps as a rotational guy as well. His start was too lane. Um, and so they tried to pick on a little bit, but he did have seven solo tackles, you know, back and forth there. I, I thought he had chance of going to something special at Houston, but I guess not. Um, Mark Wilson's another DB into the transfer portal. He entered further back. Um, he was a three-star DB from Clear Lake and he was just a redshirt freshman last year. And I, this feels like the kind of thing where guys jump ship early because Everyone saw him as a power five talent. He had our offers from Arkansas, Baylor, uh, Vanderbilt, et cetera. Um, at high school, he chose Houston and it felt kind of like, okay, he's going to redshirt, redshirt freshman. And then by his redshirt sophomore year, which is next, next year, right? Um, he'd be that power five guy on Houston as a power five team. And so while I have not seen his commitment, so if you've got it down below, it's just not on a database and I can't find on socials. Um, let me know because I'm interested to see where he goes. Um, I, I think that he will develop into a solid DB somewhere. I just kind of thought it was here. Um, the fun uh, the fun guy to watch in this journey, though, is going to be uh, Rafal uh, Samansky. Not Samansky. Samansky. Um, he was a, a defense lineman at Houston, a Juco guy from New Mexico Military Academy, but more famously, probably, he's the Polish kid. <laughs> um, big, strong Polish kid but not played a whole lot of football. And uh, his offers coming out of Houston at, at into the transfer portal, he's posted are Northwestern state, Mississippi Valley state. Um, so like, you know, smaller programs, we can get to play some, you can't hate on a kid for trying to go get some, get to play some somewhere. I mean, it, getting to play some is a whole different experience than being a, a rotational or backup guy um, on a, on a power five team, right? So power to him there at uh, the Ron Stroops. Um, he appears to be headed to Valdosta State, another DB. Uh, did not list a snap in his three seasons on campus in Houston. So, going somewhere, it looks like, again, he can play. Uh, Demarcus Griffin-Taylor, uh, DB, appears to be, headed pe- to be headed to Louisiana Tech. Was not on campus in Houston very long, um, but because he spent some JUCO time at Independence College in Kansas, Community College in Kansas, Um he also didn't have a whole lot of eligibility left. Um, he did play in all 13 games last year, but it was only a 16 tackles guy. It was a lot of special teams reps and a lot of late game blowout type reps, like late game ECU kind of stuff. And um, anyway, I, I do think he would have had more of an impact next season. The last season, much like all these guys, they'd stick around, right? Another year in the system, another year in the program, another year for Doug Belk, defense coordinator, right? Um, but he's not a guy I'm beating myself up about. Um, I want to talk about the guys that we're bringing in to replace these guys. because I'm really, really excited about them. And I'm excited to give them their whole segment in the second segment. But first, I got to talk to you guys some about FanDuel. Now, 
FanDuel, as you know, because you're an everyday listener, is America's number one sports book. And it is time for, yes, grand slams, no hitters, double plays. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just to go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. That's pretty safe because. My bet yesterday was a little off. Now, I, I was right on Monday, wrong on Tuesday. So, flipping that coin, we're back to being right on Wednesday. I'm still taking the Astros to win the series. Right? It's 1-1 right now, rubber match on Wednesday over the Blue Jays. Um, certainly, at plus one and a half, I say that, like, maybe they get a one-run game, right? I mean, again, at home, uh, things are off. It looks like Jordan rolled his ankle, and obviously Altuve is not back, blah, 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 blah. One thing I will say is the Houston's going to have a chance in this game. Because of the pitching woes thus far this season, it feels like you're going to have to hit that over on the over-under being set at nine. <laughs> and so I'm going to hammer that as well because I get one or the other or both. Um, don't miss your chance. Get a sweat first bet up to $1,000. Go to FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official sports partner of Major League Baseball. All right. So I said I want to talk some about these transfers in, and there are 10 guys and I am really, really excited. I feel like more or less all of them could play an impact role right away. I'm going to kind of start close to the football and work out. Um, and while no one's replacing Dot Nwankwo at nose tackle, the next closest guy may be a kid named Jalen Hunt. He is a defensive lineman from Michigan State that showed up as an edge rusher and has worked his way into again a three technique. So again, like working away, he's like shaded up on the guard. Um, he is like listed at 6'3", like, 315 some places, 290 some places, 300 some places. Big dude. Just understand that this is a big, strong kid, but has hands techniques like a defensive edge guy. Because again, that's his like forte and where he like started playing football at. That's still kind of in his MO and in his style. Um, I was impressed by his hands and feet in watching stuff of him in his limited film from Michigan State. Uh, Come to Houston trying to get to play some more and Moving Big 12 is kind of a big deal, right? Um, really, really impressed by him. Brandon Mack is another defensive lineman, but he's going to be more on the edge. Uh, he comes from Ole Miss. Now, he was a big-time recruit, got to Ole Miss, has not gotten to play much. Frankly, did pretty well in their 2022 spring game and then didn't get to play much in 2022. And so I think that's probably why he's like, I'm out, right? Um I'm excited about him. He's a long arm kid, big, strong kid, a very talented pass rusher for sure. Um, perhaps the guy that's the most film on is David Gwegbu, but it's not going to be film. It's going to necessarily help you understand what he's going to bring to Houston because he's transferring from Oklahoma and he was a linebacker at Oklahoma and is coming to Houston to play on the edge, to be a pass rushing specialist. Um, he is a crazy, this thing, this does carry over crazy high motor kid i mean he is all over the field trying trying to make deflections trying to get in the passing windows as a linebacker um he he is a high effort high motor kid i'm really excited about seeing especially when it's all tuned into you just gotta rush the passer like like and they rotate those guys you've seen coach brian early turn those guys up like i i'm excited about him a lot he's one of the guys that like dana holgerson you know he's not typically a very excited, like upbeat kind of guy. And then media availability, he was like, I hope a David showed out, right? Like he was like, he was excited about a and I, I'm excited about him too. Um, I, and he's a big 12 guy. He's moving in the big 12. He understands the game, understands the speed, understands the pace, understands the physicality. I'm really ha- high 
on him. Similarly, in moving to the next level back, I'm look, I'm excited about a kid named Ish Harris out of AM. and um, He did not play for them in 2022. But again, if you go back and find the 2022 spring game from a year ago, he actually, in a game where there were a lot of touchdowns scored, was a fairly impactful linebacker on the Maroon team for Texas A&M. Um, he forced a turnover. I think he forced two turnovers. Um, I thought he looked good in coverage. Um, I'm excited to see what his impact is in Houston. I can't tell based on that film if he's going to be better as a box linebacker or an outside the box linebacker. So, you know, in coverage or in the run game lined up, obviously play whichever they do. But um, I, so again, if we'd had a spring game, I would get to see that. Um, but I'm excited about him. Some uh, the DB that are the two DBs that are kind of stealing headlines as far as transfer guys into Houston are Isaiah Hamilton, the Texas Southern uh, just, just across the street transfer. Um, like, they were people buzzing about him after each individual practice that media got to hear from people at. Um, he is a experienced DB from again, just across the street, but um, he also would like, it's a very competitive kid. So Houston's got an immense amount of talent wide receiver. It'll be a constant talking point throughout all the 2023 season. I mean, there, I feel like I can very confidently say you can at least pick two or three pros off of our wide receiver roster in the 2023 season, right? Confidently, confidently, confidently. Um, I'll say three. I confidently feel like there'll be three. Okay. He's not backing down from none of them. And that's a big, big deal for like, you want corner to the shortest memory and highest confidence because that's so, so important because every time you get beat, it's touchdown. So you got to think about it. Like I'm never getting beat. And that's a big thing for him. Um, I also like what I'm hearing about Adari Halsey. AJ Halsey. Um, he was a guy that had a giant freshman year in New Mexico, right? Transfers into Houston. Um, one of the highest pro football focus grades of all freshman DBs in college football at any school, any division, any anything, right? Um, coming to Houston's a big deal for him moving up in the world. It's also nice to have him as a flexible coverage, safety, and corner type. Um, we'll be interested to see where they line him up again. Didn't get to see him in the spring game, but things are exciting. And he and Isaiah both had a lot of like hubbub or people talking about him over the course of the spring. So that's exciting. Um, a guy that may be a familiar name if you're paying attention to other rosters in the American Athletic Conference is Malik Fleming, grad transfer from East Carolina, uh, started for his last two seasons there. So he's got one more season left to play. Um, had really good uh, stats on pro football folk as far as right place, right time kind of stuff. Um, I go to that for a DB when I don't know, because a, I don't necessarily see a whole, like if you're watching game tape, DBs disappear fairly quickly unless they're getting thrown on and he isn't thrown on a lot. So he doesn't have the deflections, pass breakup, et cetera. But for a DB, I think that can be a good thing, right? That means you're covering someone so well, they can't throw it to him. And so that's when I go to pro football focus and he's in the right place, right time a lot. Um, Juwan Gaston is another, uh, DB coming in. Now, this kid was originally, uh, he committed on signing day, actually. Um, and I, I have him listed as a transfer guy. He's coming from a JUCO, so some people would call that a more traditional recruiting process. But he was actually an Auburn committed to high school. Um, and then I believe was some academic stuff. He had to go get that figured out in community college. Coming to Houston, um, was a four-star junior college kid. Um, high upside there. We got him from a couple of years. So I don't know how early on you see him in action. Um, but I do feel fairly confident 
that he will impact things the right way. Um, and then Brian George is a guy, um, texting him transfer, um, big time kid. Uh, he, you know, started a couple games each year while he was at AM, um, but wasn't a full-time rotation, full-time guy. And frankly, some of the games they didn't start, didn't get in at all. And so it'll be interesting to see what he does in the back half of the defense in Houston. He's a guy that I'm watching the stuff I can find from him from AM. I can't tell who's a corner of safety. What I will say though is he's another guy with experience playing at a high level of football in the SEC. And I think if anything, as you're moving into the, into the power five, it's gonna be good to have those guys just in the locker room because DBs have to study tape in a way where they understand what the other teams are doing, and having a veteran behind you is a big, big deal. Now, in the third segment, I did say I wanted to talk some about uh, tr- more transfers in. I think there's probably still a couple more spots you could look to fill up. So let's get into it. Um, obviously, I'm going to go with Pine Sky guys first, and the biggest of big pies in the sky would be Georgia defensive tackle under the transfer portal. Bear Alexander, 6'3", 315, was a rotational guy as a young guy on national champion team um, that dominated the national championship game itself. He's from Denton, Texas. And so I think there's a lot of consensus that like he may actually go to TCU in the DFW area or whatever, but push that to the side. The kids from Texas, Dana, we, you got to get an offer on this guy's table and like make him turn you down, right? Because he is the premier transfer prospect in college football. He is from Texas, you're in Texas. Like this, this feels like you just got to throw him one. He's a like projected to be a first round pick in 2026. He shocked a lot of people by entering the transfer portal at all. I would feel very confident and comfortable offering him a spot. Um, another guy that I feel like is fairly highly rated, but might be more familiar name from the American Athletic Conference is Jaheim Thomas, who's at Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati was the same kind of thing. First of all, they were in the college football playoff just two years ago, but they're moving up in the world like Houston is. Um, he's a 6'3", 215-pound linebacker. He's a great pass-rushing linebacker. Plays run pretty well as well. He's what I call a box linebacker. So I think like the tackle box, he's in there playing the run and brushing the pass in a way that's closer to alignment but backed off. So he will play pass coverage some, cover linebackers, or cover running backs and uh, tight ends after the linebacker spot. Um, I At 6'3", that's important, too, to cover those taller positions at the tight end positions. I... I would go after him. Um, I, after having watched him play some of Cincinnati, obviously because Houston's in the American, I I wonder if he's looking for like big, big blue blood type program. Um, but he's another guy that I feel like he's from Cincinnati and looking to leave. So if he's looking to get out of his hometown, like you got to throw him an offer. Um, and then the other one literally hit the portal on Tuesday night. Uh, my other pie in the sky guy is Bobby Taylor. Uh, corner from Texas A&M. Now he's a six-one guy. Uh, it's exactly the type of body like you're looking for: long, lean, futuristic NFL style corners. Um, only redshirt. I mean, he's only at A&M for one year, and he redshirted, so he's got four years of eligibility left. Um, he left very suddenly. Uh, like legitimately, he just so he let he put in for the portal on the 18th. On the 16th, he was tweeting about. So everyone's heard the story at this point about. Uh, Ralph Yarl, the awful thing that happened, he got shot in the head over the weekend, right? Um, 
but he's looks like he's going to survive. And he like had this dream to go to AM as an engineering person. Right. And like, just as recently as over the weekend, Bobby Taylor was tweeting, like, what can I do to help get this kid to AM's campus? Like he was that invested in what they were doing there literally last weekend. And that, that was the 16th that tweet was right. And then the 18th is the transfer portal. So I don't know what happened in between. What I do know is his high school tape, his spring ball tape, his spring practice clips, his highlights online. This kid is a six one ball hawk, great hands um, from anyway, great, great corner would be a great, great get. And he's from Katy, Texas. What like Dana call him now. He's in the portal. There's nothing legal. Do it now. Um, I think that like you got to at least again, offer, put the ball in the kid's court and make him turn you down because you're giving that kid a chance to play in his hometown. Um, you're bringing him back home. And he had like, he's a good football player. He was not leaving a and because he couldn't play in the sec. You got to bring him in. Um, anyway, that's, that's one I feel like that that just happened. One of the reasons we're recording late is because it just happened late. And I feel like, man, that would be a big one. Now, some of what I call snags, like guys, I would assume if you offered, you might do a little bit of coaxing, but you could pretty quickly convince to come to campus. Um, I'm going to start with Landon Watson. Uh, he is a defensive lineman, like an edge type guy, uh, originally from, I think it's Hutto, Round Rock area, Central Texas. Um, but he's a three- He's a two-year guy, but played in just three games while at TCU. But was a crazy high-ranked high school recruit. Um, he's a rush in at a high school, and he's gained like 30-ish pounds to get up to 6'3", 260. Um, but again, at a, high, at a high school, he's a four-star kid with offers to LSU, Notre Dame, Tennessee, a bunch of big-time places. Chose TCU, hasn't gotten to play there, wants to come play somewhere. Uh, can, I, can I introduce you to Sack Ave? Landon Watson. <laughs> um, so that's one. Jackson Bailey um, is a Louisiana Monroe transfer. Um, originally started Arizona, hard hitting 6'2, 240 pound linebacker, right? Like a traditional, like to think 2004 type linebackers, right? Um, but I do think he has some limitations in the past game. So he's like a true box linebacker, like a Mike linebacker, won't leave the tackle box kind of guy, in my opinion, of watching him at. Louisiana Monroe on Louisiana Monroe tape, but he's from Red Oak, Texas. That's a DFW area. And I think you could convince him to come to Houston. Obviously it's like a four and a half hour drive, but it's, it's in state. Uh, you'd be playing at TCU every other year. Uh, and like you're playing at Waco every other year, like you're playing people close to home for him. Right. Uh, last. And I think this might be the snaggiest of all snags is a Johnny Carter. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he starred at North Shore. Um, he's a six foot, 195 pound DB. Um, I think he might be like a box DB, even like a, like a down low safety, a short yardage safety. They might eventually grow into a, a coverage linebacker. Um, but he went from North Shore to Utah State. Um, and I think Houston's a great excuse for him to come home and play ball, <laughs> right? Like, I have, frankly, if Houston could offer like the best 10 players in North Shore every year, We'd be okay. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I might maybe five and go to Katie for a few and, and spread it out. But I, North Shore is a very good football program, right? And so I would absolutely bring this kid back home so you can get some little home magic going with it. And I think he's the kind of kid that if you found a, you know, it looked like Utah State was trying to pull him out of the box a lot and away from the line of scrimmage. And I wonder if he's actually just from his aggression and physicality more of an upfront kind of guy that just has to grow into his body, put on a few more pounds. 
Um, so he's listed as safety. He may end up being a linebacker as I see it, or maybe some sort of a hybrid, but I think the kid belongs back in Houston. Tell me what you think. Tell me at Painsworth 512 P-A-I-N-S W-O-R-T-H 512 on Twitter, Instagram, and all of your social media handles. We have to talk all thing Houston Cougar football, basketball, Baseball team kind of on a roll right now. Uh, transfer portal, uh, the Big 12 movement, all the kinds of things. You can find me again at Painsworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter, Instagram, and all of your social media handles. Thank you so much for making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. We appreciate you listening in each and every day. Uh, tomorrow, we're hoping to get into some more. First of all, we're hoping there's some movement that we can talk about. But also, uh, we may talk more on the football front and hope maybe there's some more Big 12 news. We will see. That will be tomorrow. Friday, we may get some baseball talk going as well. we got to talk about Corey Jolks. I mean, the incredible jokes is killing it at the major league level as well. So all fun the rest of the week, I promise. And the next week, maybe even some on Friday, we start getting ready to send off some Houston Cougars in the NFL draft. So every day, listen to us, please, for all things Houston Cougars. If you for a second listen of the day, I'm going to recommend, oh, at this point, I'm going to recommend going to Locked On NFL Draft. They're talking about all our guys, Clayton Toon, Tank Dell, Cougar Friendly Podcast, Locked On NFL Draft, talks about the NFL Draft every day year-round. So make sure to check them out for your second listen of the day. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked On Cougs. Locked On Cougs is a proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs.